0: hello you motherfuckers i'm kidding hello everyone uh it's been a while it's been about a week i think uh the last episode i did was a real talk and um turns out for the past three weeks i think maybe month i've uh been getting horrible sleep i would always wake up and not be able to go back to sleep and it always fucked with me I would wake up at 8, which isn't a bad time to wake up at all, but I would wake up at 8 after falling asleep at 1. Apparently, 7 hours, not enough for me. I ended up ruining my day. Did that like 15 times over. But I'm back. I got 3 good days of sleep now. So no more, no more nonsense, hopefully, but maybe there will be. So today, I'm going to give you a little insight into something that I've been doing for a long time now, probably about 4 months, maybe, give or take, and that's been... This weight loss journey I've been on, I've been on a weight loss journey for about 50 years now. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I meant to say four months. I don't know. Uh, I've been on for about four months. Oh, I lost about 50 pounds in those four months is what I meant to say. Um, but it's felt like 50 years. And the reason it's felt like 50 years is because I set a very big goal for myself. And I'm not really even close to that goal. I'm not... Obese in the way that you might think. You know, after losing fifty pounds, I still have a lot to go. But I weigh a lot, and um, being a big, strong guy, I had a lot of weight. But I still have fat on me that I would like to get rid of, and I'm doing that. But I set a very high standard. I set about a hundred and twenty pound goal, which I do plan on getting to, and I'm not even halfway done. And it's been fifty pounds. <laughs> and uh, during that time, I realized that. I sort of kind of might have set goals with the intention of being perfect at reaching them, but I can't be, I can't be perfect at reaching goals because no one can be except for those who have the power, you know, that power that they have within them. I don't know. They don't, but the point is I would always get down on myself when I was gaining a lot of weight. When I was getting a lot of weight, I would start to feel despair, hopelessness. I didn't see that light at the end of the tunnel, the tunnel was far darker than I could have ever imagined, and I thought it spanned endless amounts of miles. But it didn't, apparently. Apparently there was a light, and I found it, but in that light, I see that the sun is just as blinding as the darkness that I was in at the time, when I was still gaining the weight. That the light is so intoxicating, I see it, and I just want to keep looking at it, no matter how much my eyes start to burn. And it's frustrating. Because you want to absorb more and more of that light. The good numbers that drop down, to the fives, the tens, the fifteens, all the way down to the fifties, and hopefully someday the hundred. But it gets frustrating because my standards were set from the beginning to get to that 120. So all the numbers beforehand start to become less significant. Now 50 pounds, that is a full weight loss journey for many. Now it's only half, not even, of mine, and I start to worry. When am i going to start to feel satisfied? When am i going to start to feel like things are working out that i've earned the right to feel good about how i look. Now i look at myself in the mirror i do like how i look subjectively to what i was. Objectively though, i don't feel that way. Of course being a big, you know, strong, muscular guy, there is something to that. I do feel pride in that. And i, you know, i started going back to the gym during this weight loss journey. So I've grown very much so in size. I've kind of I think I'm bigger than I used to be with that. You know, more muscular. But there's something missing. And this is a thing called perfectionism. The thing that's missing is perfection. Something that a lot of us deal with, whether we're aware of it or not. We deal with a perfectionism that stems from this understanding that we are not good enough as we are and that may sound cliche that may sound corny they may get a whole cob in the in the keister right there but it, it's not so it's true and these corny things that are said to us like you're good enough ah, uh, and you're better than you think like they sound dumb but sometimes we need to hear something along those lines we don't need some witch doctor telling us that we're good enough you know we don't need some horoscope girl coming in and telling us that but maybe maybe you do but um What we do need is an understanding that we truly have accomplished something, that our accomplishments are worth their weight, and that weight is absolute. And, you know, it's absolute within our mind, within our view, but it is absolute in some way. And it can become this sort of abstract, looming thing that is not defined or concrete if we don't allow ourselves to see it as something that is true. And our standards kind of might define the view we have towards those looming things. See, if I was to set a goal of losing 50 pounds of weight and then planned on, you know, increasing that goal as I hit the original one, then perhaps I would have felt better about the 50 pounds I've lost now. But I didn't do that. And that's a mistake possibly, but who knows? Now, the feelings we have, of course, are in themselves within us, but there is an impact that they have outside of us, of course, and whatever that might be is, you know, based on the person, but I noticed that I do find myself being hard on myself for not accomplishing this 120-pound goal in the way that, not even that I thought I would, but in the way that I would have in my dreams, you know, in the way that I fantasized about. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it in the way that Fantasy Austin was supposed to do it, and I didn't think I would, but yet the reality of the situation is still the same nonetheless, that I think I should be better. That the accomplishments that I have aren't good enough. Now, would some person coming and touching my shoulder and kissing me on the cheek and saying, well, good enough be something that was worth my while? No. Cause I know I've done all right. I know I've done well. I've no I don't I have I've, I've done great even. I know that. But my heart might not. My unconscious might not. My soul might not. And I might see the things that I do well as merely a stepping stone. And whether or not that's the truth is really not in question here. It's more of how might I feel about that in the grand scheme of things? When the goal is accomplished, when the goal is coming close to being accomplished, when the goal is within my reach or whether it seems far away or close, it doesn't matter. How might the views that I have on my goals and accomplishments and all the things that come with be skewed by the standards I set? Well, a lot of times it seems to be set by this feeling of disappointment. This disappointment that you are not fantasy you that you wanted to be, that you are not the perfection incarnate, the godly being that descends from the heavens to tell those amongst him that he is better. Now, do we all desire that? No, but we might desire something that is truly powerful, which is a gratification beyond what's reasonable. Something like me being able to accomplish this 120 pound weight loss goal within three months. Like, I don't know. times 61% of people on earth have done. So we set these standards because often we know they are achievable in some way, usually. They are. Losing 120 pounds in three months is technically possible, but it's possible through a means that I probably shouldn't engage in because it is not good for me. But do I care about that? Do I care if it's good for me in the process of it all, or do I care if it's good for me? At the end result, well, those standards that I set would probably argue the latter. That the end goal, the result of my accomplishments, is the one that truly matters. And in fact, maybe the accomplishments that I had before the true defined set accomplishment, the goal that I defined beforehand, before that's ever met, none of it matters beforehand in my mind. Sometimes, you know, these fifty pounds, the schmifty pounds, the fifty. 50 pounds, the nifty 50, shifty 50 pounds that I've shed might come back if I'm not careful. So I worry. So I think that perhaps this isn't anything, that these 50 pounds, even with the accomplishment, one, could come back if I gain them back with food, with junk food, with sweets and Cheetos and cheese and such, but also because it's not done and I still got fat on me. And I think this whole perfectionism attitude that I have with it, It comes from a place of inadequacy with my body, of course. There is um, 100% in my life a consistent struggle with body dysmorphia for whatever purposes, whatever reasons those may have developed, the struggles that come with body image. Even when I was lesser in weight than I am now, I still saw myself as very much overweight. And uh, yeah, I, I had love handles. And those love handles made me feel so much hate for myself even though I was grasping onto the love by the handles. <laughs> and um, I, I noticed that these kind of perspective shifts on who you are and the accomplishments you have and and the result of those accomplishments, they, um, they can get kind of, I guess, mood-altering. Like, they can alter your mood in a way that kind of results in different things happening, and I think... A lot of us, we do set sort of goals that cause that to happen. And let me try to take you back with uh, weight loss for me. Um, let me take you all the way back to the weight gain. So it started off after my first uh, bipolar psychotic episode. Um, I got on a medication, an antipsychotic medication. I'm no longer on those specific types. Um, I'm on bipolar medication, but I wasn't on I'm not on those anymore. I started gaining weight rapidly. I started feeling worse and worse and worse with my body, and with every single pound that I put on, seemed to come another day that I would attempt to lose that pound, that I would attempt to lose all the pounds that I accumulated on my big beanbag chair body. It wasn't that big, but it felt that way. It felt like I was a big Boonga Loonga beanbag chair bunny, you know? It's just, it was the worst. And so, with all of that, with all of this stuff that came with it, I started to develop this desperation. Because the feelings that I had with the weight gain, the hopelessness, the despair, all that comes with it, it became my world. Every day, every night, every moment of time in between was met with something negative caused by the weight, the weight gain that I had, the things that I valued, my looks, my health, being able to exercise, work out, play basketball, to be seen as someone who was generally in good shape. Those went out the window. I lost something, something way greater than any amount of weight I could lose. I lost everything that was important to me when it came to my physical appearance and my physical ability and my just general self-esteem. And I've had a problem with weight throughout my whole life. When I was a child, I used to be extremely heavy. I used to be very much a, a chipmunk, a fat little chipmunk, but you know, not to keep him down in the gutters but you know every now and then someone was throwing a big ass cupcake down those little gutters and i would go and scrabble for it i would go and grab it and fucking nibbling on it like a chipmunk i don't know man it's just the point is i would feel that sort of shame that a lot of people who are overweight would feel and i would start to worry is this ever going to end when you start to wonder if your life will ever be what it once was Especially when that life is so bad currently, you start to become this problem solver, if you want to call it that, to see if any problem gets, gets solved that way. But you go into problem solving mode and you become frantic and you become desperate even more so. And every single day is a journey to try to go to an extreme, to shed those pounds that seem so extreme in the process of shedding them. But you never do. You never do. You constantly hope for an answer that will come out of nowhere, and you hope you will be the one who gives you that answer. But that answer always involves this unhealthy way of going about it. And it stems from per- perfectionism. It stems from these extremely unrealistic standards, these unrealistic goals that you set for yourself. It stems all from this great extreme, which is to lose all of the weight, to lose all faults to lose all flaws to lose all negative things about you it's just visible here the most and it is not just with weight it's internal in all aspects sometimes and these standards that we set for ourselves the things that seem so obtainable in those impulsive moments of pride and hope and whatever might have fueled it they, they seem like they could make sense to achieve and maybe they can be achieved someday but we don't start small. We start at the largest place that we could start. We start with the extreme. And in that, we find an extreme disappointment when we fail to reach the standards that we set ourselves. It's very much a, a cycle, I would find. It's a cycle of loss, of grief, of despair, of hopelessness, and of all things that come with it. Now, why do we set these for ourselves? why the fuck can't we just be happy with who we are? Well, is anyone? Is anyone out here not trying to improve who's truly healthy or or whatever might come with it? Who knows? Now, what's the difference between improvement and progression? Improvement might imply something that is broken, something that needs to be repaired, but it also might not. Depends on whoever is beholding the word, but improvement to me was never out of love. It was never out of This feeling of, oh, I want to get better because it's fun. No, it was out of, I have to get better or else I can't be happy ever because I'm not good enough. So I set standards to match that perception, to match this view of myself that was so much based in negativity and based in something that was only defined by me alone. Now, the physical world that I lived in was defined by much more than that, but It was affected so much in my life by this mental view, this emotional view I had of who I was, and a lot of it came from the physical view I had of myself, the weight gain, my body, the thing that I used to value so much being an athlete, a football player, someone who was very much a strong, big guy, I didn't have that anymore. I stopped going to the gym. I stopped playing basketball. I stopped doing all the things that I love doing that would help me be the person that I like to be. And so I felt like I lost it all, and eventually I got off that medication, and then I realized I'm still gaining weight. I'm still gaining fucking weight. And then I realized that it was my life, the things that I was dealing with, and rather not dealing with, that constructed this person that I didn't want to be. And so that the weight loss, or rather the weight gain, was not the only problem. In fact, it was the result of the big problems. I didn't love myself and think I was good enough and in that I didn't treat myself as if that was the case. I didn't do things that I loved to do. I didn't treat myself with respect. I didn't do anything that was worth my while because I didn't feel worth my while. And if I kept going about things that way. If I kept indulging in the things that made my life so horrible. If I kept hurting people and myself through my bad decisions. If I kept being the person that i was being which was not one of being bad but one of being lost then i would never be found because i was the only one who could look for me because only i had the things that could allow myself to be seen and it was the love and respect i could show myself it lit that tunnel so i could see the light that was at the end of it that was even brighter than the love and respect i gave myself in that moment but but can i function Can I see without that light? Can I see without the love and respect? No. No. Even if I'm out of the tunnel. Because believe it or not, that tunnel isn't even a tunnel. It's just the world. My entire world was dark, but it looked like I was in a place I had not been before. It was the same place, but just one that completely was different through the darkness. My vision was clouded because... I couldn't see the things that would allow light to manifest. The love and respect I had wasn't present. So I didn't see anything. I just roamed through nothingness. And so I, unfortunately, but I would like to say that things got so much better, that things became so wonderful that I grew in these ways that would make my life a hundred percent worth living. And that's just not the case while my life is worth living while my life has grown exponentially, while all things in this world seem bright to me now from a lens of positivity, never will I not be clouded by darkness at some moments. And That's a story you hear from every person who's been through change. Because what's funny about change is it goes both ways. And change can often, or at least sometimes, make you resort back to the thing that you changed originally, the pain that you felt. If you don't understand that this change can always go away and be undone and be something that you look at with a reflective lens rather than the current lens, you you might fall into that trap. And within this conversation, I um, definitely feel something. I feel some different things because this is very much a topic that requires me to talk about a time where things were very much difficult, you know? But I feel like it's always valuable. You know, like I feel like these moments that I share on this podcast hopefully can do something. Hopefully I can learn something. You know, that's about it. See ya.